Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechet Ediot, Perak Dalad, Mishnachet, dedicated towards Schud of Rav for Tova Miriam Bat, Devorah Mindel. So we move into a little bit of Yavamot here, and there's a few things to know. The first is that, you know, there are relationships in this world. This is my sister, this is my father-in-law, Chami, Chamati, my, my mother-in-law, Kalati, my daughter-in-law, so on and so forth. Well, one of those relationships that doesn't exactly exist in the world that we live in today, but that exists in the Halachic world and in Yavamot, is that of a tzara. So two wives, who, two women who are married to the same man, to one another are tsaras, like, like tsaras, like they, like it's my pain, my trouble, my bother. So Chana is to Penina, hi, I'm Chana, this is my tsara Penina. Oh, I'm Penina, this is my tsara Chana. I'm Tsara, this is my tsara Hagar. Oh, hi, I'm Hagar, this is my tsara, uh, you know, uh, Sara, assuming, I mean, she's a, uh, she's a concubine, but Leah and Rachel are tsarot to one another. They, they cause each other trouble, but that's actually the technical name for their relationship. Now, the next thing you need to know, is that there are some people that one is obviously not allowed to marry. So one not allowed to marry their daughter or their granddaughter. They're also not allowed to marry, let's say, their stepdaughter. What would happen, and remember, Yibum is where a man dies without children, his wife is now supposed to marry his brother to keep the family line going. What happens if a man is married and his stepdaughter, for example, so he has no blood relationship to her, it's his wife's daughter. His wife's daughter marries his brother and his brother dies without children. Technically speaking, that stepdaughter should now marry him, Yibam. But we don't allow that because she's a stepdaughter. So she doesn't do Yibam and she doesn't do even do Chalitza. She doesn't even do like the divorce from Yibam. There's no relationship there at all. So now you layer those two pieces together. And what we get is that if a man has several wives, so let's say he's married to a woman and uh, he's married to somebody else's stepdaughter, right? his brother's stepdaughter, as we just had in the last case. In other words, this is better. Man marries woman, has a stepdaughter uh, from her, and that stepdaughter marries his brother. His brother's married to the stepdaughter as well as three other women. And then the brother dies without any children. Because the stepdaughter can't do Yibum to his brother, because she's a stepdaughter, none of the other women have to do Yibum either, or Chalitza, or divorce from Yibum, none of it. They're just all free, they go on about their way. That's going to be Beit Hillel. So let's see this inside. Beishamai says that the other wives could indeed do Yibum to the man who had the stepdaughter. Even though the stepdaughter can't, the other ones can and should uh, be married to him or his brothers. Beit Hillel says, nope, once one of the wives is out of the Yibum Chalitza picture, because she's a stepdaughter, for example, all of them are out. Now, let's say they went ahead anyway and did chalitza. They did, like, divorce from Yibam because they don't want to marry him. Uh, anyway, so Beit Shammai, who said that they should marry him, and if they don't, they do chalitza, chaltzu Beit Shammai posted in a kahuna. Beit Shammai says, okay, well, they were supposed to marry him, and if they didn't, then they do chalitza, and that's proper and appropriate, and as a result, they are now divorcees, and they're no longer allowed to marry a kohen, because a divorcee doesn't marry a kohen. A chalitza doesn't marry a kohen either, because she's a form of divorcee. Beit Hillel Machshirin. Hillel says, no, that chalitza was a nothing chalitza. It's an imaginary chalitza. There was never a relationship with Yibum because of the one Sarah that was the stepdaughter. The other ones didn't have to do chalitza. It was a nothing behavior, and therefore they're still allowed to marry Kohanim because they aren't really divorcees. They had a non-divorce, a non-chalitza. Nid Yabumu, let's say they did go ahead and do Yibum. They went up and, and married him anyway. So Beit Shammai Machshir, Beit Shammai says, yeah, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. And now they're married. Behilo Poslim, Behilo says, no, they're not married. There's nothing there. It's not marriage, unless he's going to start taking out a coin and doing a ring and all the regular marriage ceremony. The Yibum, which is not really a ceremony, they just kind of move in together. And there's a little piece that goes with it, Midorabanam, but that's not for right now. So that's all, it's, it's, it's a nothing, says Behilo, because there was no Yibum relationship. The Afopi Elu Poslim, the Elu 
Machshirin. And now we get to the second half, which is a very beautiful testimony to the ability to handle difference. Even though we're now talking about people that could potentially be producing, God forbid, mamzerim or whatnot, I mean, all kinds of marriage issues and divorce issues, this is serious. Even so, even though these and those say this is puzzle, not kosher, this is kosher, meaning that they're arguing about all this, and these are very weighty issues. Even though they had these big debates about important issues that would affect personal status in profound ways, Beit Shammai did not stop their daughters from marrying students of Beit Hillel. And Beit Hillel did not stop their daughters from marrying students of Beit Shammai, meaning they all still got along. What they did was they, they coordinated with each other so that somebody wasn't actually marrying someone, you know, they kept their records, someone's not going to marry someone that's against their own beliefs. But the fact that for all their fighting about big stuff, they were able to make it work and they still were one big community. All the things that Behilah would say are, are pure or tahor and Behilah would say are tame or vice versa. Behilah would say are tahor and Behilah would say are tame. Even so, they didn't keep them from doing things that were tahor together because they worked it out. They said, yes, we're different. Yes, we argue about these things, but I understand your opinion and I can be respectful and work around it so that I'm not giving you anything that you don't believe in or something you would think is wrong. And you can do the same for me so that you don't believe that I'm getting anything that's wrong for me. And it's really such a testimony to the ability of groups who have profoundly different opinions and, and fiercely held, uh, you know, strongly held opinions and fierce arguments to be able to recognize and say, I can work with you on this, and actually I'll, I'll be respectful of your position, and together our families can still marry one another, and we can still make things that are tahor together. It's really quite beautiful.